begin to worship you, Lord, to serve you, to, to study your word, Lord, to hear your preaching and your teaching, Lord, and to, to just move forward with you, God, and grow spiritually tonight, Lord. And I pray that you just move mightily. God, come and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your power, your strength to be witnesses, God. Come and just move and stir within us, God, a desire to go out, Lord, and to reach the lost and to reach the world for you. God, we praise you tonight. We glorify you as we begin our service. We we just lift up a, a, a shout of praise tonight and a word of worship, Lord, and we glorify you, magnify you in the name of Jesus. Yes, amen. We had such a good worship service this morning. We had a good service today. And we're hoping that that just continues tonight. Father, just use us again today, this evening, God, for your glory, God, as we praise your holy name in this place, God. Just change the atmosphere, Lord. As you just start moving from side to side and front to back, God, in Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. And there is no shadow that has ever overcome your light. And there is no rival that could ever stand against your might. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, you've already won. And there is no weapon that has ever left a mark on you. And there is no army with the power to conquer truth. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won, oh, you've already won. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can move. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. It's possible. And there is a kingdom that's advancing at the speed of light. And in his kingdom, every dead thing is bound to rise. Oh, God, our Redeemer, he is faithful to revive. Oh, he will revive. Oh, show me. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can move. He's the God. And anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He's a God of the breakthrough, and anything is possible. It's possible. And all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out in praise. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. 
Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out and pray. I will crush disappointment and break every chain. Now all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance, I will dance out and faith. I will crush disappointment. Show me one thing he can't do. Show me a mountain he can't move. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can't part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me one thing he can do. Show me a mountain he can move. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. Show me one thing that's too hard. Show me waters he can part. He's the God of the breakthrough and anything is possible. It's possible. things are possible father sherry i have a terrible echo in my ears it may just be me you don't have an echo it started when jason started talking a while ago so that's fine we'll we'll do it they say this mountain can't be moved they say these chains will never break but they don't know you like we do there is power in your name we've heard that there is no way through we've heard the tide will never change they haven't seen what you can do there is power in your name so much power in your name move the immovable break the unbreakable god we believe god we believe for it from the impossible never lost for there is still an empty grave God we believe no matter what there is power in your name so much power in your name 
situations that we've been praying for for a long time, God, we believe that there's a breakthrough coming, God. We're believing for your move, Lord. Father, we believe in it. We believe for it, God. Yes, Father, strengthen our faith, God. Strengthen our faith, Father. Mountains are still being moved, and strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe, yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do, and bodies are still being raised. Giants are still being slain, and God, we believe, yes, we can see it, that wonders are still what you do. We are here for you, come and do. Yes, we can see it. 
Their wonders are still what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We set our hearts on you. Come and do what you do. about miracles happen when you move and that healing is coming in this room but the Holy Spirit keeps telling me that the miracle that may be coming is not physically in this room but it's a miracle that someone in this room is praying for so Father just let your miracles happen Father for those loved ones or those those that need the miracle God that's, that we've been praying for God let it outstretch outside of these walls, God, that manifest from our prayers, God. Father, just use us, God, as the go-between, praying for the miracle, Lord. You can do it, Father. We, we believe it, God, and we thank you in advance for it. In Jesus' name, go ahead and let's sing that one more time.
sing that bridge. Miracles happen when you move. Healing is coming in this room. Miracles happen when you move. Heaven is coming. Miracles happen when. make that personal. I need your spirit to move in my heart. Will you join me and let's let's just make that real personal to God. Lord, thank you. Everything we're singing about we is true about me. And I desire, Lord, that that my heart would be yielded to you and and the, the doors of my heart would be wide open for you to come and move in my spirit. Move in my spirit, Lord. Give me a compassion for hurting people, for the lost, for people who don't don't know that you will rescue us in times of trouble. They endure hardship and they don't have a name, Jesus, to call out to. They suffer in it, Lord. May, may our hearts receive the move of your spirit, Lord, that you want to do in us. May we be w- welcoming every word you say to our hearts, Lord, with a, with a willing yielding and obedience to embrace your will. Thank you, Lord. Your will is higher. Your will is better. Your will is wonderful. Thank you for the words of faith that we've been singing. May our hearts be filled with that true faith, that real faith that sings those words out of our own spirit, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We bless your wonderful name. I want you to pray with me specifically for our pastor transition, for for, for us to find the will of God, for for the search committee, that has a very serious set of responsibilities in their hands and they need to be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. They, they need to be enabled to find the one that God has called to be the pastor of this church. Yeah. So would you join me and let's just lift our heart. Let, let's let that be the miracle we're praying for right now. Father, we pray, Lord, as every, every word of these songs have been declaring, God, that, that you are able to do exceeding abundantly above 
what we can ask or think. We ask for that for grace, Lord, for this church, that you would lead by the Spirit, that, Lord, you would send uh, the, the Word of your Spirit right to the hearts of everyone on that committee, Lord, that you will, that you will point to the one just as clearly as, as Samuel knew. David was the one you called, Lord. May it be that clear for them. They know and they hear and, and they, they make the decision based on what you decide, Lord. May, may your will be done in this pastor search. May the person fill the pulpit and, and lead this church, Lord, that you have called to it. We, we just ask you, God, that all, uh, all of our wills come together, that we have a, a unity, a oneness of mind and heart and spirit and a total spirit of agreement, Lord, that glorifies you. Uh, we just pray that, that you would make a miracle happen in this church family. In this church, in, in this year, we need you right now, Lord. We need you right now. Thank you for these people that are here with us tonight. And we just pray your wonderful will be done. In the glorious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Ushers, would you come, please? And tonight we want to give everyone the opportunity of worshiping the, the Lord with the giving of our tithes and offering. It's a joy to be a receiver but it's even greater. The Apostle Paul quoted Jesus saying, it's better to give than it is to receive. Only a giver knows that. Yeah. Only somebody who's experienced the joy of letting the Lord show you that when, it, when you give something, it's really Him given through you. And there's such a joy and such a, such a pleasure in it. Father, we praise you that we have the privilege of, of a church to support, a, pr a privilege to be a part of the kingdom of God that is going to triumph and it's not going to be triumphed over. Lord, thank you that we have, that we have all of the blessings that you've placed in your church. And we pray that your blessing on this offering tonight to support the work of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Here you go. Here you go, sir. How are you? It was a, quite a move of the Spirit in this service this morning. There were, there were several things happened that just weren't on, the, weren't on man's agenda, but they were on God's agenda he spoke to us about. One of the things that happened was when Julie, when she, she has such an anointing on her and the worship team uh, as, as they lead in worship, and she, she, uh, she wept for people who didn't know the, the wonderful joy of having Jesus to, you know, take your burdens, lift your burdens, help you through your troubles. Yeah. If that's not the Spirit of God, I don't know what is. Yeah. The Spirit of God doesn't just always tend to making our lives better. He uses our lives to, to care about perishing people. Now, there's a crisis. Perishing people are a crisis, yeah. especially to God. And, the, and the, you know, the, the church can ask the Lord to bless what we're doing, 
But here's, here's how you'll really get the blessing of the Lord, the anointing of the Lord, when you do what He's blessing. He's blessing a church that will be mindful of the lost, caring about those who, who uh, aren't already found. In, in, you know, he, he's the God who will lead the 90 and 9 to find that, that one that, uh, that is still, uh, uh, that is, at, is, is perishing, is, is in danger. And that's, that's his spirit. That's his attitude. And so I just, I just think we've got evidence of a real move of the spirit among us that happened this morning. And I want, to, I want us to pursue that with all our hearts, with all our hearts, because God wants every church to be in a state of revival, yeah. every church. Yeah. Lord, do it. Do it right here yeah. at Lone Grove Assembly. Yeah. Um, this Tuesday at 2 o'clock is the memorial service for Hubert McGahan. Um, a member of this church family, his family will be uh, not only appreciating to have your love and support and your prayers but they, you're serving them a dinner on Tuesday, and some of you have already volunteered to help with the dessert. Uh, Robin said that uh, some, of, some have already talked to her, and so we just remind you that uh, we, we as a church family want to rally to this, to this family yeah. and uh, show them the love of God. Amen? Yeah. Beautiful man. Uh, over, over a long, many years of, of his life, raised his kids to love the Lord. Amen. Let's, let's just pray for that family. Lord, we just pray for Hubert's family, his wife, his children, his loved ones that will be here. All of, all of those who, as a friend and a dear brother in Christ, uh, are grieving his, his passing. Lord, we, we just pray that you'll remind us that where he is right now, there's no, there's no pain, there's no tears, there's no sorrow, there's no parting. One day we'll get to be there too. Lord, I pray for this family that the, the God of all comfort and God of all hope ministers personally to each and every one of them, Lord. May we as a church family lift them up. And Lord, may we just be able to, to be used of God to encourage them and love them with our words. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. This letter, this is a New Living Translation. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus. I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus who are faithful followers of Jesus. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. He said this, the apostle said this in every one of the epistles. May God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. These are the words. This is the, this is the message. Who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Because we are in Christ. Not because of what we're doing right, but because of who is in, has become our Savior, who, who it is that has sanctified our lives, who, who it is that has qualified us by His own work of, of grace on the, on the cross. And He qualified us to be sons and daughters of God. And, and this reality exists for every single person who's in Christ. 
who's in personal relationship with Jesus, that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms is poured out to them. Every single, we don't have to beg for anything. He's already decided it's ours, it's yours. Anybody who's in Christ, every spiritual blessing, now, every, every uh, victory that you need to, to uh, experience in your life, we sing about those victories in, the, in our worship songs. And that's your seven-day-a-week life. Yeah. You don't have to just live that when you're in church and Julie's got, you know, got the mic and, uh, and, and we feel inspired about that. That's yours seven days a week. Yeah. That's yours every morning when you wake up. That's yours all throughout the day. You may, you may get fiery darts of the enemy fired at you. You, you may get persecuted because somebody's, uh, somebody hates the Lord that you love. Or, or any, any other adversity that you may experience. But that doesn't change the reality that every spiritual blessing, every spiritual blessing that comes from heaven at all is in, invested in your life because you are in Christ. I don't think there's any way we can, we can open our minds enough to even understand that. We, we, in the first place, we don't know what every spiritual blessing is. We, we only know a few of them. But he generously went ahead and talked about this to the Ephesians. He went ahead and, 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 and detailed some of what he meant by those spiritual blessings that are upon every single person. And, and that's what we're going to study tonight. I, I remember when I discovered this, this treasure uh, of, of this, the message in this chapter. It was, it was in January of 1981. I had just become the pastor of Enid First Assembly. And uh, across town was a, a, a veteran pastor. I, this was my first church. that I'd been a youth pastor before this, but this is my first time to be a pastor. And so I was preaching on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night now. And my life was, was really different. But I, it was just in my first couple of Sundays that I was there. So I still felt like a rookie a lot. I, I remember the board asking me during the you know, when I, time when I was being interviewed, do you think you're ready to step from the responsibilities of youth pastor into the responsibilities of pastor? And I said, well, I've been paying a lot of attention to the pastor and, I, and, and I've been watching what he does. And, and, and I answer, that's the only answer I could think of. I, I've been paying attention and I think I'm ready for that. I'm telling you right now, I wasn't anywhere near ready for that. <laughs> I found out real quick just in the next few weeks that there was a lot more responsibility on that than I had ever seen before. And, and I, I fell on my knees and, and started humbling myself before the Lord that he would help me. And he, he did. He, he always responds to humility. He always responds to desperate uh, brokenness and uh, and he responded to me but but this was like one of the first two Sundays and I, I happened to have have gone from the Sunday morning service to first or Wyatt's cafeteria I'm not sure which one it was called at the time in Enid and we were standing in the lobby and here come brother and sister Reeves and they're greeting me and Marsha we're the new pastors in town and there and I said how was your morning he said oh it was wonderful and he preached me his sermon now in, in you know in, in like a two minute two minute time he told me the points that were in this chapter that he had just preached to his church. And, and he, with his, the excitement and anointing that was still on him at church, he, he, was, he was inspiring me so much by telling me that every one of these, adoption, and he, he just began to name inheritance, all this thing, all these details are, are ours because we're in Christ. If you're not in Christ, you don't have any of these. You forfeit these. You, 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 you've, it's, it, it's, you need to be in Christ so every one of these will be yours too. Well, he, 
he, he put that in my heart. I said, boy, that's a chapter I should have already known, shouldn't I? Uh, and I went home and, and got my Bible out and started reading that, uh, that chapter, Ephesians chapter 1, started listing those things that he had told me about. And, and, and I kept studying it. I, I kept reading because it was very, very interesting to me to realize that we are endowed. You know, we, we are just, he, he just places it right there on the shelf for us, right there, on the, right there in our hearts if we receive it. Every, every single one of these. Um, I, I was showing you this morning that uh, Billy Graham edition uh, of uh, the Bible. I got there. was five years later I got that. And that's one of the first things I did was grab the, that Ephesians chapter. I wanted to, I wanted to read that, that chapter and, and understand. I still to this day read that chapter over and over. Read that, the first half of the chapter like I'm preaching to you tonight. Because I want to I understand it. I want to get on a spiritual plane that I've never been where I really understand such a generous reality that God has created for us. That he's not holding anything back for you, waiting for you to become spiritually mature just because you're in Christ. Every one of these things are yours. Um, hmm. It was truly a revelation that God had given the Apostle Paul. And he was sharing it with these Ephesian uh, leaders, the Ephesian church that he wrote the letter to. Uh, I hope that today, what happened to me in, in January 1981, I hope it happens to some of you. That you, you didn't realize that, that such a revelation, such a clear uh, gift was described for every single one of us that are in Christ. And probably almost everyone in this room would say, I'm in Christ and, and I, I hope you get hungry to know every one of these spiritual blessings. He used the word blessing. I, I've seen people that thought you know, that people that just sought blessings were, uh, were somehow out of order to seek blessings. But hey, why would Paul talk so much about blessings if that's out of order? I think he, he wants us, don't miss the blessings. Don't miss the blessings that God has for you. Um, and so I hope that you get hungry and start searching too. Start looking. Start looking at these words. Get different translations and read them. Uh, and maybe talk to a friend or something about them. It's, it's not that they're, that they're hard to find, but, but they're hard for us to understand because they think, uh, they think on a level we're, we don't usually think. We, we, you, can, you can read right through them, but without getting spiritual revelation, you, you'll miss. And so pray that the Lord would give you that spiritual revelation of, of the of every spiritual blessing that God opened up the doors of heaven and just poured out upon you the day you became in Christ. It was yours. I'd say if most of us are aware of this, we're going to live in victory. We're going to live, we're going to overcome uh, sadness and, and despair and, and, and self-pity and, and feel, feeling like a, a victim mentality. I, I just think those things will be gone from the believer's life that realized how rich he is from the blessings that God opened up from heaven upon you. Um, so let's receive Paul's letter personally, just like he meant the Ephesian believers to do it. It wasn't a letter just to them. God intended it to be a letter to all of us, every one of us who are in Christ. Of course, this is not only the believers in Ephesus. This is any believer and every believer, everyone who's in Christ. Uh, so, you know, the, the one thing about they didn't have the advantage of, of New Testament documents like we do. 
It, they, they really hadn't been created yet at that, at that point in his, the history of the church. But uh, look, look what an advantage we have to have all the scriptures, uh, not only of the Old Testament like they had, but of the New Testament as well to, to, to uh, support our, our investigation or our learning about what these things really are. There's a lot more scripture this, other than just Ephesians 1 to learn it. When you read about the church at Ephesus to, to understand them, you need to go back to the 19th and 20th chapter of Acts. The 19th chapter just tells, remember he, he goes and he says, uh, uh, he, he finds uh, uh, a few men. I can't remember how many men it was. Was it, was it 12 men or something like this, 14 men? Uh, or people that, that he, they were from the church of Ephesus. And he asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said, we didn't know there was such a thing as the Holy Ghost. And he said, well, what about you, 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 when you were baptized? And they said, we were baptized with John's baptism. So that they needed to be baptized into the baptism of, in the Father, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, into, into the baptism that Jesus uh, had, had initiated. And uh, they, they needed to be filled with the Spirit. So he, he prayed for them, and they, and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, and they were filled with the Spirit. They, this, is, this is the Ephesian church that I'm talking about. They, and, and he stayed there for months. In fact, he stayed there for years, teaching and preaching and developing these believers and, and uh, helping them to grow. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, the adversity of, uh, of uh, everything that broke out in, in Ephesus, and that was the Lord's way of moving Paul on to a different place. But, uh, but then, then when he was, when Paul, I love in chapter 20, when Paul was on his way back home from his missionary journey and, and he, he said, I really would like to stop and talk to the Ephesians again on my way home as I, when, I, when I go by where they are with, and when the ship goes near. But he said, but I just don't have time. I want to get home by Pentecost. But he made the decision, uh, okay, I, I will stop by and, and you guys come and meet me over, over at near, near the ocean. And, uh, and so he did and, and it, he, he gives them he gives them the most wonderful. He tells them, this is the last time you're going to see me. I'm, I'm going back and it's going, I can just see a lot of change and persecution ahead. And they all wept because he said, that, because he said this. But, but he, he, one of the things he said to them was that, is in verse, verse 20, he said, everywhere that I've been, every, every single, I'm going to turn over there and read Acts 20, verse 21. Uh, 2021. I have had one message, he says. Paul tells them, those Ephesian people that came over and met him on his way home. I have had one message for Jews and Gentiles alike, the necessity of turning from sin and turning to God and of faith in our Lord Jesus. Can you imagine that everything Paul taught, or, or no, no, that Paul taught everywhere he went, that simple message uh, that, that you, he declared right there. Um, if you want to be a preacher, that, that one will preach. That one will preach. I have had one message for Jews and Gentiles alike, the necessity of turning from sin and turning to God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And then, and then uh, so I was just giving you a little glimpse of, of his relationship with the Ephesian church. But you know what? The Lord... The, the Lord wants us to be just as blessed as the Ephesian church was to receive what Paul is, is preaching to them. Uh, li living in Christ is a place of great, great, great blessing. Yeah. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life 
and that you might have it more abundantly. How much, how more, how much more clear could, could he speak that? Uh, so, so this, what are these heavenly blessings in the heavenly realms that, that, that because we're united with Christ that P- Paul was teaching to the Ephesians? Let's, let's take personal inventory and, and tonight just, just make it personal because I'm in Christ. I'm living in these very blessings that he says are ours. He will never fail to keep his promise. Of course, the Lord will never fail to keep his promise. So it's up to us to accept his word and believe and receive that, 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 that what all of these blessings, everything that this blessing does in us and for us and transforms, how it transforms us. Let's be sure we're accepting it, receiving it, embracing it and receiving it by faith. Amen. So here's where we start in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. Now here, that's the verse you'd already heard. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. The reality that God sees his sees the people that are in Christ as holy. I don't think I've ever felt holy in my estimation. I would love to feel holy, but I would, I would have to have my mind purged of anything covetous, anything uh, lustful, anything that, that was greedy, anything that was, uh, that, that was not the way, anything in my mind that crossed my mind absolutely that wasn't in the will of God interrupts with me feeling like I'm holy. I, 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 want, I wanted the day I got saved. And I, and I remember saying to the Lord after I'd been saved for, I, I realized that I was saved when I was about six years old or so. And, and, and at this point I was uh, like, like 36. And I was thinking, telling the Lord that, that for 30 years I've been saved. It looks like I would have it down by now. I, 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 was, I kept looking for a, a place where, that I, had, I would reach a level of holiness in my conduct, in my thought life, and, and that, that it would just be, I, I would be walking in the will of God 100% of the time after that many years. I said the same thing, 46. I, the Lord's been 46, and I, and I still haven't reached perfection. I, 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 was, I was really expecting and, and thinking that my spiritual maturity would take me to a level of perfection where I would really feel holy. But he said it was that way since the day I became converted. He's seen me holy since that very day. He's seen me washed in the blood. He's seen me, he's seen me having received the, the righteousness of Jesus Christ put, put on me like a robe. And that's who I was. D- does that mean that I can just go ahead and, and ignore the, the impurity of my mind or the lack of, uh, lack of discipline in my life that I just live and let live? If, if I sin, don't worry about it because I'm holy anyway. That's not what that means at all. In fact, that, 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 what, what he's going to do is going to make us truly holy. Truly holy. But in the meantime, th- this is what he does. He imputes his righteousness to us. He, he, by the Spirit of God, stirs our heart to the error of our ways. He, he corrects me when I'm wrong. He, he, I'll use the word like your name. He chastens me. He, he chastises me. I, I think he corrects me. 
He, 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 can, he can be very strong with his correction. When, when I'm wrong and, and he wants me, like I won't forgive and he tells me to forgive. He presses down upon me to, 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 not, to not resist what he's trying to do in my life. What he's trying to do is, is good and I, re, I need to really welcome it. And that's, that's the way he, he brings about holiness in our life by his, by his constant companionship with us and he shows us his will and how much he loves us into doing what what he wants us to do he's 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 birthing a holiness in me that he already sees he believes that he he he, he rejoices in it because it's through his blood that it was imputed to me but I, I don't see myself as holy but he wants me to realize that he sees me as holy and that he and that he rejoices in, in that in the reality that since I've been in Christ, I have something to cleanse me from sin. I have something to cover, uh, the cover the sinfulness of my heart. And I have, I, and I, I have always wondered, you know, I, I know you can fall away. I know you can jump, you can jump out of the ship if you want to. He's got the ship going to heaven. But if you want to jump out, if you, if you don't want to be saved anymore, if you want to reject Christ, if you want to turn from him because you don't believe anymore, I, of course you can get out. Uh, and and, if, and I've always heard of backsliding, people falling away from God. But here's what I, I, I've determined at my age. And I, I think I could have said the same thing years and years and years ago. I, I believe, in fact, I know I'm going to die saved. Right. I know I am. How do I know I am? Because I've watched myself over the last 50 years. I've, I've watched myself respond to the correction of the Lord. And if, if, I, if I fall into a trap that the enemy set for me and all of a sudden there's, there's, there's corruption, a sin that, that has filled my life and, 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 and messed me up, I know I'll have the companionship of the Holy Spirit shaking me, awakening me, drawing me, loving me, caring about me, and, and holding me, and he will get me through whatever, whatever happens. I, yes, I, I'm still subject to the, to, to the flesh, but I have somebody bigger than the flesh in charge of my life. And I believe God sees that whole picture and says, that's what I imputed to you when you got saved. You're mine. You're holy. The truth is we couldn't be his if we weren't. He can't associate with unrighteousness. He, can't, he, he, he won't do it. He, he, he won't do it. Uh, in fact, I think that's why Jesus said on the cross about... Um, Father, why have you forsaken me? I believe that the Lord had, that God had turned his head because Jesus had taken on our sin. Right. All the guilt of our sin was upon Jesus. Right. And Jesus died with the guilt of our sin upon himself. Yeah. He died our death. He took the wages of our sin when he was on the cross. And I believe it was, it was God, God's unwillingness to accept uh, corruption and sin. He, he, turned his, he turned his back on him. That's my personal take. I don't know that that'll pass all the theology class tests that, tests that you get, though. But the, that's the, the, the first one is, is, is as exciting as any one of the rest of them to me because in Christ, I am holy and without fault in his eyes. Oh, my. How many times have I prayed, Lord, it's me again. Lord, I know you've done this for me a hundred, you've done this for me a thousand times. I, and I, it was like I only had so many turns, so many chances that I thought, but he's never turned his back. Because 
he, he, he is, he, because I'm in Christ, he's opened every spiritual blessing and the, and the first one that he lists for us, holy and without fault in his eyes. Praise the Lord. The fifth verse says, God decided in advance to adopt us unto his, into his own family by bringing himself, us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. It talks about, like any adoption, the, the kid may be ecstatic about it, but pretty much doesn't understand what's going on. But the parents know what's going on. They, they are adopting this child, and, and, and the, this scripture focuses on God's excitement and God's pleasure over adopting us. <laughs> you were the child he adopted. He was thrilled to get to do it. Because when you, when you agreed with him that, that Christ came to be your Savior, when you, when you acknowledged his wonderful grace and love and just expressed your faith that I want to be in on that, he got to adopt you as his own kid, as his own, into his own family. How, excited, how, how exciting it is for us that the God who made the universe is thrilled to have adopted us and taken us on. Now, every one of our needs is his need. And every, the need for us to be nurtured to our maturity, that's his responsibility as our, God, as our godly parent, as our, as our God, our Father. He, he's gonna, he, he raises us up because we're adopted into his family, and he takes great pleasure in blessing us. I, I just think that that should leave us with such joy, such joy, such joy that, that we, are, we are not just... Uh, like the prodigal son offered to be. He, he came back to his father and he said, I'm not worthy to be your son, but I, I need a job. And, and I know there are plenty of jobs on the farm. If you just let me live out there with the servants, I'll, I'll never bug you about being. God said, I won't have any part of it. This was Jesus illustrating this. I won't have any part of that. Get the robe, get the sandals, kill the fatted calf, get, get the ring for his finger. My son, which was dead, is, is, a, is home. He's back again. That, that's an illustration of God's excitement in, in, in adopting us into his family. That's a pretty good start, isn't it? And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about what I'm talking about from the Scripture. These two things, verses 6 and 7, tell us about God. So we praise God for the glorious grace, His grace that is poured out on us who belong to His dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave our sins. What? I, I, I just... Thank God that's a blessing from heaven because if it weren't a blessing from heaven, it would not be available to anybody. God is the one who can forgive our sins. And he chooses to, with grace and kindness, forgive our sins, to forgive them. That's why he tells us he wants us to do the same for, for people that have offended us, who've, who've trespassed against our will. That's really all it is. They didn't do, they did what was contrary to our will. They didn't do it our way. They didn't do what we wanted done. And we, we get all, all festered up about it and all, uh, all upset and, and, and want to be vindictive and, and somehow get back at them for, for violating our, our, uh, our rules, <laughs> what we expected we wanted to be. The Lord said, that's foolish, that's childish. Look, how, look what I've done for you. Look at all the forgiving I've done for you. Look at the way I've, with kindness and grace, I've forgiven all your sins. He said, it's, it would be insane for you to do anything but the same thing for anybody. So when somebody slaps you, turn the other cheek. When they ask you to carry a, 
uh, something a mile, go two miles with them. Give it, give it extra. And, and love those who, uh, who are not kind to you. It, verse 8 says, He has showered us, He has showered His kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. In Christ, a gift that has been given to you, the wisdom and understanding to understand spiritual things. You know, there are times when the Lord uh, said, like, like using parables, He said it's hidden from those who, who don't believe. They, they just don't understand spiritual truths because you have to have a spiritual mind to, have, to understand spiritual truths. But God gives that to every single person who's in Christ. You are, given the, the, you are given the wisdom to understand spiritual truths that God teaches you in His Word. And, and that, is, that is something to be rejoicing about because we're not stuck in the darkness, right. not able to understand even a simple parable that explains our freedom in Christ. He, he gives us wisdom and understanding just because that's one of the blessings that heaven has to offer. So he said, hey, let's give them that too. Let's give them that too. Let's give them all the wisdom they need. Let's, let's, let's make them wise so that they can know the, the power of God and, and know the love of God and know the grace of God. And they can choose to, to get ever closer and ever closer to me. Uh, I, that wisdom, it just helps us know him better. We can know him better and better and better. Ephesians 1, 9 through 11. This is the last one that, I, that I'm, I'm going to. Uh, I think it's the last one. Let me look. Yeah. No, there's one more at the end. But, but here's, here's this one. God has now revealed to us his mis mysterious plan regarding Christ, a plan to fulfill his own good pleasure. This is his plan. At the right time, he'll bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we've received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God, who, uh, who has uh, all of the future in his hands, has chosen to make us blessed with an inheritance. I want you to think about inheritance. What's, what's the... Have you ever inherited something from someone? What, what's the best thing, the greatest thing you've ever inherited? And, and why was that the greatest thing? I, I think when we realize that God has given, made us heirs with Jesus, that he has given us an inheritance. And, and, and he speaks in the same verses that he says that, that somehow uh, this is his plan at the right time. He'll bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth that means when his kingdom has come to this planet, like in the millennium or, or the, the eternal ages of the new heaven and new earth, that his, all the kingdoms of heaven and earth are going to be united under the authority of Jesus Christ. And in that, you're, and, and you're, you're, you have an inheritance. In, in that kingdom, you have a place. You have, you have a position. You have, uh, the Lord told his disciples, when, when he was talking to him about going to heaven, it, in my father's house are many mansions, many, many rooms, it says, in my father's house. And I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. And I'm, you're going to, he's given us an inheritance. What all's in that inheritance? Man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. How, how, would, how would I ever be able to scratch the surface on what's in that inheritance? But I know that everything in it, everything in it supplies my needs, gives me everything I, everything I, I need. I would say everything I want, but I don't trust my my carnal nature to want something that I, that, that he, he knows I don't need, but I'll settle with everything he knows I need because that is all I need. 
Amen. I remember singing all, all the time I was growing up. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. And my, my, my mind would think, man, I don't think so. I think I need, I need a hamburger too. And I, I started thinking when I get old enough, I, I need to drive too. And, and, uh, and you know, I, I, you know, you know, I just get crazy to, to challenge that, that song that I was singing with my list. But the truth is, if you have Jesus, you, he'll get you everything you need. Everything you need is provided by him. That's what he said in Matthew 6, that, that, that he's, he's the one who'll provide for us. He, he gave me a job. I, I, I never had one day of unemployment. Uh, from the time I, I left, uh, well, even I, when I graduated from high school, I went from, I, went to, I worked in the oil field for a little while, worked enough, enough to make my first year's, pay my first year at Southwestern, went down there in January, got a job on the freight dock and and I, the Lord has blessed me with, with employment or, or the church that I was a youth pastor or pastor at all the way until uh, I, I handed it off to my successor a couple of years ago. And he's been with me all that way as well. In other words, I, I found him really, really abundantly careful about how he provides for people who look to him and trust in him. He won't let us down. Amen. Amen. And that's not just about for uh, that an inheritance we're going to receive out there. We have received that inheritance because we're in Christ. We're in the midst of, uh, of that inheritance right now. And there's a whole lot more to come. In fact, he says there's a hope and a future. In his plan, uh, he says over in Jeremiah that there's a hope and a future. Man, I have in him the, an inheritance and it gives me a hope and a future. A peace that passes understanding. I'm rich in God. That's a whole other subject. I, I, won't, I won't get in there, but uh, you know, you, you can be rich in this world or you can be rich in your relationship with God. And one of them's eternal and one of them's not. Amen. Mm. You know, marriage illustrates God's perspective about, uh, about us being in Christ forever. Uh, I, I don't know. This may or may not be the time to talk about this. Um, he said uh, when, when, when he was talking to his disciples about marriage, or actually it was the Pharisees who asked him, can you get a bill of a divorcement like uh, Moses gave us? And, uh, and Jesus said, from the beginning it wasn't so. In other words, God created marriage, but there's no such thing as divorce. There was never going to be a need for divorce because he saw that it was perfect, it was permanent, and it, and it illustrates his, uh, his, Jesus' relationship with the church and his relationship with you in being saved. And there's, he doesn't plan on that ever ending. He's committed to it forever. From the moment you become in Christ, you are in Christ. You're going to be in Christ forever. That's what he wants. But I found this about marriage. It takes two to make a marriage, but it only takes one to make a divorce. I've seen a lot of people that, got, that suffered a divorce that didn't want a divorce, but they, it was forced on them by the person who did want a divorce. And, and they, they used the law and they, and they got it accomplished. And that, that's the truth with us in our relationship with Jesus. He's, he, he doesn't want to divorce you, but if you want to divorce him, what can he do about that? He, he, you, you remove yourself from the relationship, but, but I, I want you to see that, that the way he feels about marriage is the way he feels about it being in union, union with you, that, that you've, got, you've got that now and you've got that to look forward to. He's, he doesn't want to walk away from that. He wants to work out the problems, whatever they are. He, he wants to, to lavish you with his love so that you'd, you thank God that this is too good to leave. I don't want to go anywhere, but right where I am, I'm in relationship with my creator. 
and I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to, I don't want to give it up. Um, I, I, I believe that that's what gives us a hope and a future. I mean, we're, I, I, I really am enjoying the peace of knowing I'm going to be his forever. Yeah. Nothing the world's going to throw at me is going gonna, is gonna to separate me from Christ because Christ is, is the superintendent uh, over, uh, over my life, and he's going to take care. He's, he's going he's gonna to work his, uh, his will in my heart and show me how, how to get through this attack that the enemy's tried to send me. Well, the, the closing one is Ephesians 1.12, and I'll close with this. He gives us the spirit at, as, as God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he's promised and that he's purchased us with his own people. Those who are in Christ have been given the, the Holy Spirit inside them. As, as the earnest or the down payment. That's kind of like the engagement ring that, that you give. I gave Marsha when we were going to be married. It meant we we're going to be married. That's what that engagement ring meant. It meant it to me and it meant it to her. And, you know, in the Jewish wedding ceremony, this is the way it was about engagement. The only way you could get out of engagement or, or betrothal, I believe it was called. I hope I got the right word there. I sure I didn't use the wrong one. But the, the only way you could exit that was divorce because it was, it was that, that kind of a commitment. You, you, didn't, you didn't become husband and wife yet, but during that engagement period, it, the deal was already done. And, and that's the Holy Spirit come, has been given to us to prove to us, uh, yes, 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 you're going to see the fulfillment of your salvation when your spirit and soul leave this body or you go up in the rapture and you're, you're going to see everything that God has prepared for you. But it's already happened because the spirit's living in you. It's all, he, he, he reminds you how real it is every day of your life. He reminds you, you, you you've got the, the personal uh, advocate. Jesus said, I'll send you another comforter. And you've got him walking inside you if you're in Christ. And, and God is very excited to tell us about that. If we, if, we think, if we think that's not a really huge heavenly blessing that, that, that God wanted to pour in your life, it's because you're a little short-sighted of, of the advantage to have the Holy Spirit in your life. Man, I could get started preaching about this and, and go for a while because the, the Holy Spirit, what he, what he wants to do for your life, what, what He wants to do for your relationship with God, what He wants to do for your you're, you're overcoming the enemy. He, he will empower you. Don't, don't be cautious or worried that the Holy Spirit might, might do something that embarrasses you or I've got, I've got to be careful of how, how much I give myself to that or, or, or as if, if there's something that the enemy has ever done to kind of taint your impression of, of how good it is to be led by the Holy Spirit and, and filled with the Holy Spirit and anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. You, you need to get over that because he, he's Jesus walking with you just like the disciples had in a physical body. He said, just like that, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to walk with you. And everything Jesus was doing for them, he's doing for us right now. He, he answers our questions. He heals, he heals our, our heart when we're broken. He walks us through every storm. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for giving us these words. Would you stand with me? Lord, you gave us these powerful words, and I, I just have celebrated them with this audience tonight. But it's so much more. I, I want them, Lord, to, to, to seek to understand all of the, 
spiritual blessings. Heaven opened up on them when they became in Christ. And anybody that's here that's not in Christ, anybody that hears this message, not here, not, not, not in a position that they know they're in Christ, may they show, Lord, show them the Holy Spirit will escort them into that relationship where they are in Christ where they have received Christ as their personal Savior, and the Holy Spirit will dwell in them to, to bring that to its full maturity in their life. I pray that tonight, even now, as they listen, or, or whenever it is that they hear this message, that they, would, that they would listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and be drawn right into that empowering, wonderful relationship of being in Christ. And they'll get to experience every one of these heavenly blessings, every one of these miracles from above, every one of these supernatural manifestations of your amazing grace and love and plan and will, Lord. God, may our lives be, be, be uh, so full of the abundance of your grace and your, your wonderful works in us, Lord, that, that we are a bright and shining light to everybody who doesn't know you. That they would be attracted not to us, but to you, the Jesus that makes such a difference in our life. I pray with this group of people, Lord, tonight, that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God will just dwell in them and give them that earnest that they will never, never fear that they are lost because the Holy Spirit confirms to them by His presence and by His voice and by the love of the Father that He sheds abroad in their heart that He is there to ensure that they don't have to fear and they don't have to worry. They, they, they have the advantage of, of the third person of the Trinity dwelling right there with them and in their heart. Lord, may that be reality for every one of us, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I hope you learned something tonight. But even more than that, I hope you found something you want to learn more about. And you'll research it and, and grow in it. Well, let's go our way and let's have a great evening. And Tuesday, I'm sure many of you will be coming back together to celebrate that memorial service. God bless you. God bless you. Be with you in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got a friend. Closer than a brother There is no judgment Oh, how he loves me I've got a friend 